So welcome everyone to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peek, and I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hi, Todd. Morning. So the purpose of this podcast is to help you get a little more done with a little less stress in your day-to-day life. If that sounds interesting, we've found a methodology, a comprehensive methodology that supports you in doing just that, in decreasing your stress levels and increasing your effectiveness or increasing your well-being uh, while optimizing your efficiency, if you like. And this methodology, getting things done, is something that Todd and I have been teaching and practicing for a very, very long time, uh, very much to our own benefit, and also supporting clients in implementing from all walks of life and all over the world. As we were getting started this morning and just chatting, a topic that had come up sort of between last podcast and now is just the, the question, an ongoing question of how long is this going to take? How long is it going to take to, to really learn and get this GTD thing? What, what am I in for in terms of, of a ride? And um, Todd, I think it was someone that was asking, asking you about that, about you know, how, why our you know, programs last the, the, the duration they do in terms of coaching and seminars and just what we've seen generally in terms of how long it takes to stick. Um, how long did it take you? I'm curious. What was your what was your process and your kind of trajectory and journey with all of this? You know, I think it's a great question. I I, I quite often use the metaphor. Uh, so to, to answer your question in a very straightforward way, I don't really view it as a journey which has an end. Uh, in a sense, you know, I think of um, as I've mentioned quite often in some of our other podcasts. Uh, you know, one of the things I do. Uh, when I'm not doing uh, our work is is I'm a I'm an amateur jazz musician and I sometimes think about you know my own my own abilities as a jazz musician and my own abilities as a GTD or as being related in the sense that to ask me when am I done learning to play the bass well not really a hugely helpful question right an interesting question by the way is um, how good do I want to get Right. Do I just want to be able to play, you know, kind of play play basic bass lines, you know, that which many, many people would listen to and think that's, you know, that's a that's a good solid bass line. Or do I want to be able to improvise and do I want to be able to, you know, solo and 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 ultimately the answer to that question drives the amount of activity and the amount of energy that I put into the activity. Right. So so. um and I think of GTD in very much the same way. You know, there is a, um, how good do you want to get, I think is a great question, right? There is a, there is no particular finish line. I mean, I think one of the things about GTD is that it is, it says as we, well, as you and I are aware, and as some of the folks who are out there listening to us who've, who've implemented the methodology uh, are, are probably aware, it's, um, it's the kind of thing that is a very comprehensive look provide you with a very comprehensive look and some tools for optimizing your ways of working. And that takes you in a lot of different places, right? It takes you to, hey, you know, what am I, am I aligned day to day? It is that the job that I'm doing, the role that I have professionally, is that aligned with what I want to be doing, right? So some big fundamental purpose kinds of questions. And at the other end of the spectrum, you know, GTD gives you some tools for answering questions like, you know, when I send an email and I say to myself, uh, 
if I don't hear back from them within a few days, I'm going to go and chase them. How do I make sure that that chasing happens, right? So right down at the very tactical end of things. So yeah, as I say, it's a, um, you know, uh, when, when did I get to the end of my GTD journey? I'm not there yet. <laughs> and I'll come back to you if I ever do get there. But I find that, but I find that what GTD does provide me is constant, um, constant inspiration and interesting frameworks for thinking about and optimizing my ways of working. So that's my, that's my quick take. How, how about you? Are you already at the finish line? Are you, have you, have you <laughs> wearing the laurel, the laurel wreath? And, yes. Uh, be, behold the pinnacle of stress-free success. No, uh, definitely not. It's an ongoing journey and thinking about your, your metaphor about um, playing jazz bass. One of my more recent within the last few years, hobbies has been woodworking and very similarly, um, and similar to learning an instrument. The thing about woodworking is you can do most things, just not at the speed you want to, right? And I think the same goes for a musical instrument. You can learn a new bass line very, very, very slowly if you wanted to, but you're not going to be able to accompany anyone um, in any kind of tempo where they're going to recognize it as a song, right? Um, and along the way, there's a huge amount of uh, tips and tricks and supportive things that once you um, once you get these and then start to ingrain them into muscle memory. So both of what you know our our uh, respective interests involve muscle memory, right? At some point, I went, "Wow, my arm knows how to cut a straight line with a saw, a really really straight line." But along the way in that journey, I also had to learn, for example, that marking out the cut with a knife rather than with a pencil gives you a little notch that that kerf of the saw fits into and suddenly your cutting is considerably more precise and straight so there's stuff to know and there's stuff to practice um, and i love what you said about you know how how good do you want to get there's a certain degree where if you are going to be accompanying other people or you are going to be enjoying the the hobby or enjoying the new way of working which is what what fundamentally gtd is you have to be at a certain speed, right? To just to just deal with to deal with life, to deal with the speed of uh, of what's actually coming at you. But weirdly enough, the best way to get to where you can fluently and again almost kind of with muscle memory uh, deploy those tactics at speed, you need to slow down and examine the components, right? Had to do a lot of really slow sawing. And, and then re-examining those little mistakes and seeing where I drifted and seeing and throwing away the scrap wood or, or, or putting it onto the wood pile to burn. So um, there's, I think there's, there's a journey that does require, um, uh, you know, subject matter expertise and the wisdom of a lot of people that have, that have gone before, before you in, um, in making those mistakes and having that frustration. That's what we do when we teach the courses and, and the coaching. I think one of the things that's deceptive to people is that the principles are really built on built on good advanced common sense, right? Um, but you know, so is you know advanced economics. You know, is built on common sense, supply and demand. So is you know some really advanced mathematics is built on stuff like addition and subtraction. So. We're already working, right? Unlike taking a new hobby, we're already working and we already kind of work kind of works for us to a, to an extent. So I think 
that combined with the the fact that the principles are are real fundamental and and easy to understand in the abstract i think lures people potentially into a false sense that i can just pick this up quickly and conceptually you can you can pick it up in a couple of we say a couple of minutes to describe the five phase uh, workflow model but then to really ingrain this and make this something that works at speed um, is a journey and getting all of those best practices and digesting all of those and utilizing all of those takes some time as well so mm-hmm. I'm curious what you what you've seen in terms of other people's journey of at what point yes it's it's a it's an ongoing thing I'm still improving my GTD system but at what point does it become fun and fluent right like there's a point at which your bass playing became fun and fluent there's a point at which my woodworking became fun and fluent there's a point at which in learning a new language you'd say I can have a conversation this is great you know rather than it's so slow and you're consulting the 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 translator every few few seconds to try and eke out a sentence at what point do what's what's a typical path or what are some of the paths and and waypoints and timelines to get to let's say fluency with GTD. Yeah, I, I just I think this is such a rich a rich vein to explore. I, so, so you know, let me let me just say that I think a lot of the people who come to us early in the process, right? So whether they're getting coached or whether they're in on a seminar, early in the process, quite often there's there's a real impatience. There's a real sort of can't we get can't we do this more quickly, right? And I think what's behind that, well, you know, some people are just kind of wired that way, and you know, fair enough. Some people are, some people are generally more patient than others. But, but I think that, that for a lot of people, the mindset that, that sort of helps to, to foster that impatience is this mindset that, okay, GTD, as they understand it, belongs to this family of things called, you know, personal productivity, time management, whatever that is, right? This whole area. And they've, and they might've been exposed to other things in this area in the past. And quite often those other approaches will involve tips and tricks, right? So let's spend 20 minutes teaching you all of the Outlook keyboard shortcuts that we think are relevant, right? If you're using Outlook or let's, you know, let's, let's help you to explore this, this little app, which might, you know, plug one hole in what you perceive to be your, perceive to be your, um, you know, the problem that you have in your system. So, you know, a lot of people come, as I say, a lot of people come to the table with this kind of expectation that GTD, like those other things they've been exposed to, will probably be just a load of tips and tricks and it is this is where i think it is fundamentally gtd is fundamentally so so powerful and so unusual right because because it is you know it is a a a set of frameworks the, the whole methodology is a set of frameworks which can help you to work uh, with more control and more perspective, right? It's taken me three seconds to say that, but to your point, to get there, theoretically, as you said, pretty quick, right? The, the, the models, when you look at the models, they're, they're not models that feel like they're, you know, it's going to take six months of advanced study to, to get them. The models are pretty straightforward, but actually implementing them. And actually, I think coming up with ways that that you the, the other thing about the models is that they are quite flexible, right? We're not selling software. We're not in the business of saying you should use this tool under all circumstances. It's based on very solid principles, but the actual implementation of it 
is down to the individual. And so that flexibility, you know, as I've said in, in, in some of our other uh, podcasts, that flexibility, I think, is one of the reasons that GTD is so popular, right? Because it doesn't say, okay, first thing you have to understand is you're going to be put into a box and whether or not you like being in this box, that's the box you're going to be in. That's not the way GTD is, 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 is um, you know, GTD is about the frameworks which then allow you to figure out what, what are the tool sets and, and how am I going to implement them? So what I'm getting at, I hope, is that there is a, there's this, you know, GTD is as sophisticated as your productive life is. And if you think about all of the things that might impact on your productive life, I'm not using the tools that I've got to best effect. I'm keeping too much stuff in my head. Things are, I'm being reminded of things when I can do nothing about them. When I'm trying to find something that I've filed for reference before, I can't find it. When I'm, I'm, I'm neglecting certain of my ongoing responsibilities, right? There's certain things in my life that I'm responsible for on an ongoing basis, whether personal or professional, they're not getting enough energy from me. And that feels wrong. Right. So when you think about all of the things that could be getting in the way, you know, look, whether whether something is whether one of your ongoing responsibilities is getting enough energy is not something that an Outlook keyboard shortcut is going to help with. Right. And so GTD provides us with comprehensive. I, I, I don't particularly like the word. Well, let's use the word complex in the following way. GTD is as complex as your productive life is complex, right? So it doesn't sort of assume that the answer to the question about how you optimize the way that you work, and by the way, that's something you might've developed over years, decades, many decades, right? Depending on where you are. Um, you know, it, it, GTD provides you with the tools to address all of those things, right? And that's not a two hour, here's a bunch of tips and tricks and you're gonna walk away and uh, walk away and, and feel like you've mastered the art of stress-free productivity. I don't know. Does that does that resonate with you? It does. It absolutely does. And what occurs to me when you're talking about the journey and the 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 potential length of the journey is that there's also benefit all the way along, right? So that it's not a, it's not a um, a really long game, you know, that you're playing that's that's going to take quite a while to to reap the rewards from. It is a long game, but it is a game that rewards you with success, with winning um, all throughout. So my journey, I was very lucky to get GTD very early in my career. Um, 22 years ago, met David Allen, uh, did a did a one-day seminar with David and uh, got all the theory, got all the concepts and was really, really caught fire and went away and implemented and spent a good, the next day, I think, just really implementing, tooling out and continuing to implement for several months, maybe maybe a year after that, um, and felt really good. Felt like I was just really um, at a whole nother level of getting stuff out of my head. That in itself was a revelation to me, right? You know, I thought um, at some point that part of intelligence was just knowing, you know, knowing stuff in your in your head and having your calendar kind of memorized. And I soon came to realize it's really, that's only impressive for, for wait staff, you know, in restaurants that they, they don't have to write your order down. Everyone else in the world, you know, that's, that's not an impressive use of the brain. So that was huge benefit. And then I was lucky enough to get coached for, for two full days. And um, I realized how much I didn't 
didn't know. And I thought I'd kind of mastered this game and in comes the coach and I go, look, and they go, that's great. Well done. And here's a ton of improvement opportunities that are going to make things even better. And so that was an enormous step change for me. Did that for, for a number of years, again, you know, further on in my career, really gaining benefit, rapidly rising from sort of writing code to managing people who, who write code um, to even a more sort of executive level above that, managing the people who manage the people. Um, and then joined the David Allen Company. And of course, at the David Allen Company, um, you know, very much the culture is one of, you know, you're getting coached regularly and you're being supported in your career progression as well with different, you know, new elements of GTD that can that can help that, like shifting from having an enormous waiting for list when you're in charge of one department to having a project's delegated list when you're now in charge of three departments, right? So shifting the, the levels up as you grow with the organization. So GTD's grown with me throughout my career, but there have been these waypoints, these step changes, and pretty much all of them had to do with intervention from, from the outside, with a, a seminar, a coaching in one form or another, um, being in a GTD-enabled culture for a long time. Um, all of these things were really important parts of my progression. And it occurs to me that in terms of the, um, you know, in terms of the work we do, the teaching, the coaching, all of that, um, I did an MFA, a Master of Fine Arts in, in Writing. And one of the um, faculty members there was someone who was a self-taught writer who was very successful, right? who sold a lot of books, been very successful, very well-reviewed, and never did an MFA himself. And so he came into the program to teach and was skeptical about what an MFA could do for you. And at the end of a few terms of teaching, he's, you know, it was a really good program. And he said, okay, I, I get it. This is, this is giving you, you know, in one or two years of doing this program, this is giving you a 10 to 20 year boost on your, on your writing ability, right? You would have figured this stuff out about dialogue and about narrative and about structure and about, you know, the telling detail rather than rambling on. And you would have figured all this stuff out in 10 to 20 years. And you're paying for a degree that gets you there in two. So you can start writing better books much more rapidly. To some extent, I think that, that what we do, coaching and teaching and so forth, is a bit like that, right? People, if you're really gung-ho about GTD through forums and YouTube videos and just a lot of self-support and hard graft, you can get really far, absolutely. Um, but when people say, well, why, why, why do I have to spend two days in a seminar? You know, I go, well... Two days in a seminar, or you know, five years of you know trying to trying to stumble your way into it. It's it's kind of kind of your call. So that's that's kind of my take on the journey. Is that um, that it is a journey that constantly pays dividends, and there are ways to boost it, to step change all of that. Which is why I love doing the work we do, right? Because people have these epiphanies and go away, and and there is this this bump, this leveling up um, of, of their, their practice. I don't know, what, what, have, what have you seen in, in that regard? Does that, does that resonate or? Yeah, it... totally. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just reflecting on, I, I think that the, the event that sort of motivated me to bring this up as a potential, you know, conversation was, was a client who, you know, we were a potential client and we're talking through, you know, what are their issues and, and how can we help? And what, what are the things that we address? And, you know, what are the challenges in their organization? You know, there, it was, it was a, 
as, as it always is, it's a conversation about, you know, what can we do to help? And, and is that something that would be helpful for you at the moment? And this was someone who was, um, who was in, you know, in the learning and development function, right? So someone who's used to, used to buying uh, these kinds of services from, from organizations. And, uh, you know, and I went through, and I went through all of this, uh, you know, and, and talked through the various delivery options. And she said, that's great. We would love that. It would be really helpful. And we'd like it in a half a day, please. Right. And, and it, again, it was in that moment that I, and, and look, I, I used to work in, you know, when, when I was back in corporate life, I was in, you know, I was, I was a, in, in a leader in the L&T department, L&D department for a, for a big organization. And, and, you know, I, I get it, right? I've been in that seat, right? I, I know how impatient my people are. I know that they're going to say, what? You want me to spend how much time doing what? Um, so I've absolutely been there. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, let's go back to this idea, you know, how good do you want to get? If you say to me, um, well, what I want my people to do is be aware of the models, okay? Uh, have a sort of a high level understanding of how it might help them. Uh, but but it's not really so important to me that they've actually implemented anything, and it's not really so important to me that they've actually done anything with it. You know, shy of a few, shy of a few, um, uh, a few exercises. Then yeah, we've got we've got a ninety minute overview, right? If that's the, if those are the boxes that you want to tag. But to your point, I love the metaphor of the MFA. By the way, to your point, that's not going to get to that them to the point where, you know, in in the next few days and weeks they're working much more effectively and efficiently, right? That's, it's just not going to happen. They might be inspired. They might implement a few things, which will make a difference, but, um, but it's not going to make the kind of difference that we've seen. You know, I'm thinking about the question you asked me at the beginning of the, of the podcast where we were, you said, you know, what have I seen in clients about how long this takes? You know, there are clients that I've been working with for, for 10 plus years, right? Not every week, but you know, they come back to me regularly and say, hey, it's been a while. It'd be really helpful to have a bit of a tune-up, right? And th these are people, these are CEOs of organizations, they're middle managers of organizations, they're, you know, they're 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 in various roles. Um, but they they recognize that there is, you know, that there is something to be done. It's it's a bit like, I suppose, it's a bit like saying, hey. I had a personal training session three years ago, right? It was with somebody who really helped me to work on strength in a particular area of my body. Um, and now I want to go back because I'm feeling like that needs more attention or something else, right? In my, in sort of the way, in my, my, my personal fitness needs attention. Um, it, it's, it's a, it, it is always, not always, it, it is, it is um, sometimes a, uh, an interesting conversation to have with people. And, and, and all I can say is I, I really encourage folks to think about, think about all of the different elements that go into how we work day to day. It's the mindset. It's how we think about the work. It's what we gather, you know, what we gather about the work that we need to do. It's, it's what the tools are. It's how the tools are, are configured. It's how the tools work together. It's how do we make sure that we're Hitting our deadlines, yes, but also creating space in our lives to move forward on the things which are strategic and long term, and that the boss will ask us about at the end of the year when we're doing the review of our of our annual goals. Right? It's a it's a complex thing, work, and and not everybody right off the bat has an appreciation of how complex it is. Right? And so, if if they're thinking, yes, this is a two hour thing and that's all we need. 
for me, it's probably because either look, they're just looking to tick a box that says we want to provide some people with a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of, you know, high level ideas. Uh, cool, right? Absolutely okay with that. But if what they really want to do is fundamentally change the way people are working, that's a bigger ask. That's a deeper dive. That's more time. That's that's something that's not going to happen in a in a in a quick session. Absolutely right. And the amazing thing is that it is potentially transformative, right? That there is something that can actually change the way you live and work for the better permanently, right? You know, there's, I, I say to people at seminars, that's why I do this work. And no, I don't just say that about every newfangled thing <laughs> that comes my way, you know, there's a, there's, there are very few life-changing events, but finding GTD was one of them. So we're about coming kind of, kind of to time here, but I think this was um, hopefully a useful conversation for those of you listening in. Uh, to get a sense and hopefully get some hope and inspiration. If if you're on the journey and you're not, you know, an, an insta black belt, there's a reason. Um, but but again, some some also encouragement that there that there are these waypoints and step changes coming your way, um, where you will just be getting more and more benefit throughout the journey. We're here to support you in that journey. So if any of this um, seemed interesting to you and you want to reach out, we're available for you know for supporting you formally and and informally we also take take questions and thoughts and comments about the podcast we love to get those info at next-action.co.uk is a great way to reach us if you just want to get more of this we do unpack what the journey is and what those waypoints are and how you can uh, get benefit from GTD. So this is, in a way, one of one of those interventions, and it's free. So feel free to hit subscribe. If you subscribe on the podcast, we do this about once a month. Uh, if you subscribe over on our YouTube channel, in addition to, to these podcasts, we also have other associates talking about various aspects and finer points of GTD about about once a week. So you'll you'll get those as well. For now, from me, from Todd, thanks for tuning in. We wish you increased success in your life and in your work and all that comes your way. May it be low stress and rich and beneficial to you. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. See you then.